0: Noble, the most popular dividend aristocrat ETF, is coming off of its worst year ever in 2022, but in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that terrible of a year, all things considered. The ETF finished last year with a loss of 6.5%, which is unfavorable, but if we compare it to the three most popular indices in the United States, it managed to outperform them all. The Dow Jones Industrial Index fell 8.8%, the S&P 500 fell 19.4%, and the Nasdaq dropped 33.1%. So investing in the dividend aristocrats was a little bit of a safe haven for value investors And on top of protecting your portfolio's downside, these dividend superstars all paid more dividend income in 2022 compared to the year before History is fun to look at, but if you're like me then you're probably more interested in what lies ahead instead of behind us I've come up with three simple strategies to identify the best dividend aristocrats and I've been documenting how well these strategies are working out over the past 18 months Thus far, each strategy has generated a return that is better than the return for Noble and better than the S&P 500. Today I'm going to tell you which dividend aristocrats look the most appealing right now and deserve to be considered in the upcoming month. I'll explain how each strategy works and talk about the long-term results these strategies have generated. Let's start with the most undervalued strategy. Like the name suggests, the objective of this approach is to identify the most undervalued dividend aristocrats right now. I like to use dividend yield theory as my primary valuation measure in this strategy, mainly because it's simple to calculate and easy to understand. Dividend yield theory suggests that over a longer period of time, a dividend growth stock will revert back to its trailing dividend yield. So if a stock is paying a dividend yield that is higher than its trailing dividend yield, the theory implies that the share price is undervalued. And conversely, if a stock is paying a dividend yield that is lower than its trailing dividend yield, the theory implies that the share price is overvalued. This theory is best applied to stocks with long histories of consistent dividend growth, which makes the dividend aristocrats an ideal subset of stocks for this valuation technique. I have a Google spreadsheet that automatically computes this valuation measure every day for all of the dividend aristocrats, and I have already identified the 10 most undervalued aristocrats that I will be reviewing during the month of February. Let's take a look at the list first and then I'll dig into each one of them individually. And we have Ecolab about 27% undervalued. Essex Property Trust about 26% undervalued. Medtronic about 32% undervalued. McCormick & Company about 29% undervalued. 3M Company about 31% undervalued. Sherwin Williams about 23% undervalued. Stanley Black & Decker about 44% undervalued. T. Rowe Price Group about 22% undervalued VF Corporation about 54% undervalued and Walgreens about 23% undervalued Generally undervalued stocks will offer attractive dividend yields and this holds true for some of these aristocrats but not all VF Corporation currently has a dividend yield of 6.82% Walgreens and 3M Company have dividend yields in excess of 5% and T. Rowe Price Group and Essex Property Trust are both above 4% Dividend yield theory isn't necessarily a tool to find high yield dividend stocks It instead focuses on the margin of difference between the current and trailing dividend yield on a case-by-case basis For example, Sherwin-Williams is a stock with a low dividend yield The current dividend yield is just 1.07% However, when we compare the current dividend yield to the trailing dividend yield of just 0.82% We are presented with a high dividend yield opportunity for Sherwin-Williams specifically Okay, so now that we know which 10 dividend aristocrats are the most undervalued right now, we can just plow our cash into these 10 stocks and wait for the above average returns to roll in. Well, not exactly. Valuation is only half the battle when it comes to making smart investing decisions. The next big hurdle is to determine why a given stock is undervalued. And more importantly, is it cheaper than it ought to be? Let me give you an example of one way I like to check whether a given undervaluation is justified or not. Let's take VF Corporation that dividend yield theory suggests is 54% undervalued right now and let's take a look at the company's recent financial performance and projections for the upcoming year Revenue for fiscal 2023 is projected to be about 2.5% lower than fiscal 2022 Not a major decline And for fiscal 2024, VF Corporation is projected to see about 4.5% growth in revenue No major flags for me here Earnings on the other hand are not looking too great For fiscal 2023 the company is projected to post a 35% decline in earnings per share compared to the prior year and here we have a good catalyst for why the share price has been driven lower over the course of the past year. However, the 54% potential undervaluation is still much larger than the 35% projected decline in earnings so there's a little bit of a disconnect here. And in fiscal 2024 analysts are estimating that VF Corporation will see 14% growth in earnings. And while this wouldn't be a recovery from the decline in the current fiscal year, it is nevertheless a move in the positive direction. And here is where things become murky. One could make the assumption that perhaps the market is discounting shares of VFC more than they should be based on expectations of financial results. This disconnect may be an opportunity for a patient investor that is willing to wait for the market to self-correct and for VF Corporation's valuation to adjust back to a normal range. A wise man once said, in the short run the stock market is a voting machine and in the long run it is a weighing machine. And what he meant by this is that in the short run the driver of valuations is market sentiment and news stories, but in the long run valuations are based on fundamental financial results. This inefficiency in the stock market is a thing of beauty because it is a driving force behind the opportunity to buy companies for less than they are actually worth. Whether or not the final outcome plays out the way you anticipate is a whole other story. Analyst projections could prove to be incorrect, major economic events could drive market valuations lower or higher, and even the company itself could stumble and underperform. I personally like to seek out these types of market situations and cast my vote with real money if I feel confident in the business itself. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But I'll tell you that even if you manage to catch a few winners through this process, they will highly likely offset many of the losers you bet on along the way. I've gotten a bit off topic here so let's jump back to the most undervalued dividend aristocrats. Let's take a look at a 7 year dividend yield theory chart for each and see how these aristocrats stack up in terms of valuation First up is Ecolab and we have a good looking dividend yield theory chart here with all valuation zones trending higher over time The share price hugged the fair value price nicely between 2016 and 2019 It then had a small pullback moving into the undervalued zone followed by a quick recovery and the stock shooting straight up moving outside the 15% overvalued range in mid-2019 This overvaluation lasted until the pandemic crash in early 2020 when the price fell down really fast and dividend yield theory once again suggested the stock presented a good entry point. The price shot straight back up and into the overvalued zone and stayed there until the end of 2021. In early 2022 the price crashed, again falling into the undervalued zone and trended lower into the deep undervalued zones throughout the year. And this is where we find ourselves today. The actual and trailing dividend yield chart paint the same picture but give us a different perspective. These two charts are essentially an inverse of each other. In the dividend yield theory chart, we like the stock when the price trends lower, and in the dividend yield chart, we like the stock when the yield trends higher. During the last 7 years, the trailing dividend yield has generally moved lower, from about 1.2% to just north of 1% today. The actual yield was never too far away from the trailing average, with the exception of the 2020 pandemic crash, when the dividend yield peaked just north of 1.5%. And recently, we saw another opportunity to lock in a 1.5% yield with Ecolab. Today the dividend yield is a little bit below that 1.5% historical high but it still looks pretty attractive. The next undervalued stock this month is Essex Property Trust and it also has a good looking dividend yield theory chart with all valuation zones generally trending higher during the last 7 years. I would say the share prices moved somewhat similar to what we just saw with Ecolab with the exception of the post-pandemic crash recovery and the decline in 2022. The initial recovery in mid-2020 looked good but the stock did not climb to all-time highs as many other stocks did. Real estate trusts in general felt the brunt impact of the pandemic much harder than many other businesses, and it took them longer to recover. Much of Essex's recovery took place in 2021, and for the most part, the share price remained in the deep undervalued zone for the majority of 2020. It did cross over into the overvalued zone in 2021, and even crossed above the 15% overvalued line briefly. In early 2022, the price dipped, but not as much as Ecolab and it looks like mid-summer last year we might see a recovery, but that quickly faded and the stock dipped again, this time falling into the deep undervalued zone, which is exactly where we can find it today. The actual and trailing dividend yield chart paints the same picture. The trailing average dividend yield for Essex has generally hovered in a fixed range between 29 and 3%, and during the past 7 years, the stock has looked very attractive when its dividend yield exceeded 4%, which is where the yield sits right now. Up next we have Metronic with another great dividend yield theory chart, In general, the stock has been fairly valued or undervalued during the last 7 years with only 3 instances of overvaluation. The first was in mid to late 2016, then once more shortly before the pandemic, and the last time was in late 2021. Following each period of overvaluation, the stock price fell, sometimes it was just by a little bit, and other times the drop was pretty abrupt and significant. Of course the pandemic and the 2022 bear market were additional drivers for the deep price declines. Overall, I think Medtronic is a good example of how to effectively use dividend yield theory to add and possibly trim shares over the course of a long investing journey. On the dividend yield chart, we can see that over the course of the past 7 years, Metronic has reversed back to its trailing dividend yield several times. Of course, it is currently trading at a historically high dividend yield, and the path back to its trailing average will be long and probably bumpy. Up next, we have McCormick & Company with another great dividend yield theory chart, During the last 7 years, the stock has rarely traded for a discount to its fair value. Matter of fact, it has generally been overvalued. There were only 3 times where the actual price dipped into the deep undervalued zone. The first was during the 2020 pandemic crash, then once again in late 2022, and finally today. Looking at the historical dividend yield chart, we can see the trailing dividend yield trended lower during the last 7 years. From a high of about 2.1% in 2016 to about 1.6% today. Based on this chart I almost want to say that the trailing dividend yield currently is lower than it should be because the stock was grossly overvalued during the latter part of 2020 and early 2021. While the stock appears to look attractive when trading for a dividend yield of 2% or more, this undervaluation may be overstated by a lower than average trailing dividend yield during the last 2 years. I would definitely recommend doing more research with this company and placing less emphasis on the price points in this chart. The next undervalued dividend or is 3M Company and here we have a different pattern in the dividend yield theory chart. The first 3 years or so have a good upward trend but sometime in 2019 this trend flips and starts moving in the other direction. This is a less favorable situation as both the share price and fair value price are moving lower over time. The dividend yield is also trended higher, first crossing 4% in 2020 and then shooting above 5% more recently. The trailing dividend yield shot up almost 1% during the last 7 years and is likely to keep climbing because the actual dividend yield is still quite a bit higher than the trailing average 3M company has many things going on right now with slowing growth and a bunch of lawsuits perhaps there is still value in this stock but I for one have sold my position a while back and I will probably not be investing again anytime soon the next undervalued aristocrat is Sherwin-Williams and what better time to look at this stock than shortly following their weaker than expected earnings The dividend yield theory and historical dividend yield chart for Sherwin is pretty interesting in that it paints a different picture for us than it would if we were simply looking at the numerical values alone. For a good chunk of the last 7 years, Sherwin looked to be overvalued, even grossly overvalued at times. This of course meant that the trailing dividend yield was driven lower over this course of time. It trended from about 1.25% in 2016 to about 0.9% today. These values may not appear that far apart, but that's nearly a 30% drop in the span of just 7 years and the confusion this may create is that even though Sherwin looks undervalued today based on dividend yield theory, 7 years ago if it was trading at the same yield level as it is right now it would appear to be overvalued. This is a big reason why I like my rolling dividend yield theory chart more than the typical yield charts you see online. If we were to look at Sherwin's historical yield on the standard dividend yield theory chart it would take the current 5 year trailing dividend yield of about 0.9% and just draw a straight horizontal line backwards. This would suggest the stock was deeply undervalued in 2016, which clearly was not the case. Dividend yield theory isn't a precise science, and it should not be used as a sole factor in determining whether or not to invest in a stock. It is merely a tool that can give you additional insights to think about. I like Sherwin-Williams as a business, and the chart does point to it being attractively valued today, but I will proceed with caution on this valuation. Whenever the trailing dividend yield trends significantly in either direction, it can mean two things. One, the trailing dividend yield is developing a new normal range. Or 2. The price volatility has distorted the effectiveness of dividend yield theory as a valuation measure and less emphasis should be placed on its precision I personally like Sherwin above a 1% dividend yield and I added to my position earlier this year I may also add more following the recent price drop from the earnings announcement and the stock will highly likely remain a long-term holding in my portfolio Up next is Stanley Black and & Decker and we have a lot of activity on the dividend yield theory chart here Lots of overvaluations and undervaluations, pointing to the share price being pretty volatile during the past 7 years. In 2021, the price was grossly overvalued, and a pullback was somewhat expected, but I don't think anyone thought the share price would fall as far as it has, or as quickly. While the price has recovered a bit as of late, just a few weeks ago the stock traded for an all-time low during the last 7 years, about the same place it was during the pandemic lows. Looking at the historical dividend yield chart, the normal yield range for the stock looks to be between 2 and 2.5%, with the current dividend yield sitting north of 4%, it appears to be quite a deal. But we would need to dig into the financials to see what's really going on in Stanley Black & Decker. I'll leave that up to each of you if you want to pursue this stock. Up next we have Tiro Price Group, which happens to be the largest holding in my portfolio. The share price for Tiro dropped significantly during the past year. Granted, the stock was trading in the overvalued range for the majority of 2021, and it was due for a reversion to the mean. Tiro's valuation and financial performance is highly correlated with general market movements because the company generates a lot of its revenue from the assets it manages. If the stock market drops, the assets under management drop as well, which means less revenue for the company. Cash flows also drive the AUM figure, but a significant movement in the stock market can have a bigger impact. I personally believe the stock has been beaten up more than it deserves to be, and I have continued to build out my position to potentially benefit from a reversion back to the mean. Tiro's trailing dividend yield has trended higher during the last 7 years from about 2.25% to closer to 3%. This had an inverse reaction on the fair price, pushing it lower over time. I believe this trend gives us a more conservative measure of fair value by dividend yield theory, and it supports the fact that shares look undervalued. Up next is VF Corporation, and we have already looked at the financial results and projections for the company, but let's now take a look at the dividend yield theory chart. It's not the prettiest chart because the valuation zones have been trending lower for the past few years. The trailing dividend yield has trended much higher during the last 7 years from just under 2% in 2016 to about 3% today. That's a significant move up, and given where the actual yield is today, we can expect the trailing average to continue trending higher in the near future. The share price has been beaten up more than average during the past year, and this has presented an all-time high dividend yield. For perspective, during the pandemic lows, VF Corporation traded with a dividend yield of about 4%. Recently, the yield peaked around 8%, and currently it is sitting around 7%. Like I mentioned earlier, I think the price has fallen more than it should, based on the financial results and projections, but that's just my opinion. I believe in the long run there is a good chance for some potential upside, but you can never really predict what sentiment investors will have towards a given stock in the coming years. And last but not least, the final undervalued dividend aristocrat this month is Walgreens. The stock has a pretty unfavorable dividend yield theory chart, with the valuation zones trending lower during the last 4 years. Based on this chart, the stock has been undervalued since mid to late 2017. However, because the valuation zones have trended lower, we have seen a reduction of about $30 in the fair value price since 2019. It's important to look at dividend yield theory charts like this one for Walgreens, because it can tell you that just because a stock appears to be undervalued doesn't mean it will yield good results. This is exactly why it's good practice to do your due diligence for every investment you're considering. Walgreens has seen its dividend yield progressively grow during the last 7 years, from about 2% in 2016 to 6% just a few months ago. While this may make the stock appealing to dividend investors seeking a high dividend yield, the stock has generally not grown shareholder value for a while. I have not taken a look at the financials for Walgreens or the growth projections, but I would urge that you do if you're considering investing in this company or own it today. Now that we have seen the most undervalued aristocrats for the month of February, let's talk about how this strategy has worked out historically. While I don't recommend investing in all of the undervalued aristocrats presented each month, it is the easiest way for me to track this strategy from month to month Also, since the benefit of targeting undervalued stocks sometimes isn't realized for months or years in the future, it is best to measure the results through a hypothetical buy-and-hold portfolio, and this is exactly what I have been doing for the last 18 months. Each month, I invest an equal amount of money into each of the 10 most undervalued dividend aristocrats, and I track the return of this portfolio against Noble and SPY. The portfolio finished 2022 with a loss of 3.91%, which places it ahead of Noble that lost 6.5% last year and significantly ahead of SPY that lost 21.65%. So far in 2023, this portfolio is up 3.4%, which is better than Noble that is up only 1.93%, but it is not doing better than SPY that has a gain of 6.08%. Since Inception, which was July of 2021, this portfolio has generated 6.8% of alpha over Noble, and 17.7% of alpha over SPY. The portfolio has good and bad months, but overall it has proved to be quite a good strategy to follow. To give you an idea how much turnover there has been amongst the 10 most undervalued aristocrats over the past 18 months, the buy-and-hold portfolio currently holds 34 unique aristocrats. Let's switch gears now and talk about the second strategy that has a slightly different focus. Strategy number two is labeled the fastest expected growth strategy, and as the name suggests, the objective here is to identify which dividend aristocrats will grow the fastest in the future. The way I measure future growth is through a combination of three factors. These factors are a return to fair value based on dividend yield theory, a 5-year earnings growth forecast, and the current dividend yield. Combined, these three factors make up the expected rate of return for each aristocrat for the next 5 years. My dividend aristocrat spreadsheet updates this figure automatically on a daily basis, and each month I select 10 aristocrats with the highest expected rates of return. The 10 chosen aristocrats for February are ADP with a return of 14.75%, Clorox with a return of 17.12%, SX Property Trust with a return of 14.75%, Granger with a return of 16.7%, Lowe's with a return of 13.67%, Realty Income with a return of 22.47%, PPG Industries with a return of 14.65%, Cisco with a return of 17.03%, VF Corporation with a return of 16.44%, and West Pharma with a return of 19.39%. These return estimates are not to be taken literally. I have no expectations that any of these aristocrats will achieve these returns over the next five years. What I do expect though is that aristocrats with higher return estimates will perform better than aristocrats with lower return estimates. My thinking is that since in the long run the stock market is a weighing machine, stocks that are able to grow faster should in turn offer better total returns, and I can achieve a better than average return if I can identify these stocks. There is a correlation between long term earnings growth and long term total returns, therefore targeting aristocrats with higher earnings projections should be favorable. By combining the earnings forecast with a dividend yield and a return to fair value, I am attempting to bridge the gap between future growth and current valuation. It's not a perfect approach, but it has worked out quite nicely thus far. Although the buy and hold portfolio for this strategy lost to Noble in 2022, it is generating alpha over the ETF since inception. The buy and hold portfolio finished last year with a loss of 9.86%, so it trailed Noble by 3.36%, but it did perform considerably better than SPY. Since July of 2021 this portfolio is 5.94% ahead of Noble and 16.84% ahead of SPY. It is also off to a great start in 2023 through January 27th it is up 6.82% which is much better than Noble's gain of 1.93% and moderately better than SPY's 6.03% gain. The portfolio is more volatile than the most undervalued portfolio with higher highs and lower lows probably due to the higher emphasis placed on growth. The fastest expected growth strategy has trailed the most undervalued strategy for a long time now, but a lot of this gap is being bridged here in early 2023. The most undervalued strategy is up 8.35% since inception, while the fastest expected growth strategy is up 7.48%. Another strong month or two could see the latter portfolio take over the lead. The fastest expected growth buy and hold portfolio is a little bit smaller than the most undervalued portfolio, with only 29 unique aristocrats. So there has been a decent amount of turnover in the top 10 stocks for month to month but not quite as much as in the most undervalued list. Two of the 10 chosen aristocrats for February do not look undervalued right now based on dividend yield theory. Granger looks about 30% overvalued and Westpharma looks about 6% overvalued. The remaining 8 aristocrats are undervalued but Realty Income and Cisco have rather modest undervaluations of about 3-4%. I'm not going to go over the dividend yield graphs for these 10 aristocrats. But if you'd like to create them yourself, I do share the template on my Patreon page. The template is pretty automated and it takes less than a minute to generate a dividend yield theory and historical dividend yield chart for any dividend stock. The third and final strategy is a blend of the first two. Here I select the 10 aristocrats with the highest expected rates of return, but only from amongst the undervalued aristocrats. When I initially came up with these strategies, I thought that perhaps a blend of the two strategies would turn out to yield the highest return, but that hasn't been the case thus far. In fact, the blended strategy is thus far performing the worst, but it is still doing better than Noble and SPY. Since inception, the blended buy and hold portfolio is 2.77% ahead of Noble, and 13.67% ahead of SPY. And while these returns are respectable, they are not quite as nice as what the original two strategies have yielded. I continue to track and present the selections for the blended strategy each month, because you never know what the future has in store. Perhaps in a year or two, the blended strategy will turn out to be the optimal path. 18 months is still a relatively short period of time. Here are the 10 best aristocrats using the blended approach. ADP, Clorox, Ecolab, Essex Property Trust, Lowe's, Realty Income, PPG Industries, Sherwin-Williams, Cisco, and VF Corporation. All 10 appear to be undervalued right now and have strong return estimates ranging from a low of 13.16% to a high of 22.47%.